Greetings, everyone. My name is Julie Masters and welcome to another episode of Inside Influence, in which I delve into the minds of some of the world's most fascinating influencers or experts in influence to get to the bottom of what it really takes to own your voice and then amplify it to drive an industry, a conversation, a movement or a nation. Here we are again with another power cut, a series of mini episodes dropping once a week, each carefully curated from our favorite interviews from 2021 to keep you inspired and motivated while our Inside Influence team takes a little bit of a break to reimagine and recharge our batteries over Christmas. Today's flashback was my pick, one of my all-time favorite human beings and conversations from last year, Benjamin Zander. Benjamin is the conductor of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra and also the Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra. However, it's his unique approach to leadership that has led the best in the world to continually seek him out. And as you'll hear, at 82 years and strong, he has plenty to say. Benjamin co-authored the best-selling book, The Art of Possibility, with his wife, Rosalind, and his TED Talk, The Transformative Power of Classical Music, has inspired over 20 million views. I'll say that again, 20 million views. However, what makes Benjamin so captivating for me is his ability to make classical music accessible and relevant to everyone. He's a true translator of his space and he uses his passion for music as an invitation, an invitation for us all to understand and stand in possibility. The possibility that exists in every piece of music, the possibility that is in every room, every situation, every conversation, especially the hard ones. Now, in this part of our conversation, you will hear him talk about the art of enrollment, how you create a call to action for your team or audience that is so visceral, so compelling that people will literally travel the length of the planet to walk that road with you, regardless of the risks ahead. Plus, how he became a primary translator in his space. That one was worth the price of entry for me. So sit back soak up the incredible high notes of Benjamin Zander. I want to just dive into something that you've that you've spoken about because I think it's it's not actually a question I prepared for you but it's one that's on my mind listening to you talk right now and it's around the biggest job that we have as leaders, one of the biggest jobs you have as a conductor and a teacher is getting people to answer the call. And what you did there with the Shackleton letter, you know, you are, you are sending out a call to people. This is our adventure. Are you, are you ready for it? Are you up to it? There's only a few people who are going to answer this call. What have you learned about getting people to answer the call that you put out? All right. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is beautiful. It's a beautiful question, and it's a very, very serious matter, what you're talking about here. And as usual, I'm going to tell you a story. Please. <laughs> Do I ever fail you with the story? Okay. All right. Here's the story. I was uh, teaching at a school in Boston called Walnut Hill School. It's a wonderful school for the arts. And I went there every week to give a class 
it was called interpretation class and um, no it was called master class there it was right and and i would have 60 kids in the room uh, and we would talk about music and life and all this thing and one day and, and four times a year they would come to the boston philharmonic concerts and they would sit in the balcony all together this group of 60 people and uh, that way they heard the music and so on it was a great idea we provided tickets for them and so on and one day we had an extraordinary concert and it was fantastic uh, it was a, a violinist who was my favorite violinist in the world he recently died he's called Ivory Gitlis and and he's very unusual he's very very different from the famous violinist that everybody knows he's a Pullman and Pinker Zuckerman and all the people who everybody knows this is a very different style a totally different way of making music and very exciting and i had been trying to get him to boston he's never been in boston he was 78 it was the end of his career and um he and the word got out and people flew in from new york a couple came from oklahoma to hear him because they'd heard the word right and in fact, the people from Oklahoma couldn't get into the concert because it was sold out. And so we had to put two extra chairs in, in, the, in the auditorium so they could sit and listen. So I came out to conduct the first piece on the program. And I turned around to bow to the audience. And I noticed in the balcony there were 30 empty seats. And, of course, I knew immediately this, these were my kids because they were all together. It had to be the group for the school. And I was pissed off. I was really angry. And the next day, I was driving to the school to give my class. And I was still in an irritated, angry state. And uh, I called Roz. And we were on the phone from the car. And I told her, these stupid kids, these idiots, these irresponsible, they didn't come to the concert. I had found out, meanwhile, that they'd gone to the mall shopping. <laughs> and I was, I was just livid. And she said, she listened to me for a while, and then she said, remember to apologize. I said, well, what do you mean apologize? Why should I apologize? What have I got to find? I mean, they knew they had to come. They were taking tickets from other people. They were keeping people away. And she said again, remember to apologize. And then she put down the receiver. <laughs> So I was driving along thinking, what on earth did she mean? And then I thought, thought about it, and then it suddenly came to me, and I went into the class and I said, kids, I'm so sorry. I didn't tell you about this conduct, this violinist. I didn't tell you that the sound of his instrument, just to hear the sound coming out of his instrument, would transform your relationship to music. For the rest of your life i didn't tell you that so i let us all down i'm so so sorry so the outcome of that is if people don't do what you want them to do you can always apologize mm. because you didn't enroll them now that is a is a profound realization and for people in our profession which depends on people doing what we want them to do it's all a matter of enrollment and we forget that we blame people 
for not doing what we want them to do, listen to our music, come to our concerts. You know, the lovely Sol Hurok remark, the impresario in New York, Russian he was. He said, if they don't come, if they don't want to come to your concert, there's nothing you can do to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> and I often tell that story because it's very profound, the realization you can apologize for people when they don't do what you want them to do. Right? That's a, it's a very profound idea. Mm. One day I was sitting in a, in, a, in, a, in a restaurant after giving a talk to 1,500 people in a big hall. And a lady came up to me and she had tears in her eyes and she said, I want to thank you. You saved my marriage today. I said, what? She said, yes, my husband is moving out while I'm at this conference. And I want to tell you what happened. When you told that story, I ran upstairs and I called him. The, the moving truck was outside the house. And I said, please send the truck away. I apologize. And he did send the truck away. And so we're not talking about trivial matters here. We're talking about deep concerns of the human heart and the realization. And I'll tell you one more story because this is so important. Um, my father wrote a, a, a pamphlet in 1947, which was the year before the Jewish state was founded. And it was addressed to the Jewish people. And it's called, Is This the Way? And it was in answer to another pamphlet that had been written called, This is the Way. <laughs> but the, this was the question. He said to his fellow Jewish people, he said, we are about to set up our homeland in Palestine, which is understandable given our history. However, in order to do so, we're asking of the Arab people the ultimate sacrifice, which is to give up their land. If we remember that in every conversation and in every interaction, we will find them the most courteous of people. And if we forget it, we'll be doomed to eternal struggle. Now, there was great wisdom in his, uh, and prescience in that statement. Of course, the Jewish people ignored him. In fact, they were quite angry with him for even suggesting such a thing. But that is a realization of an understanding that enrollment, being, as it were, in the other person's shoes and bringing them into your world through your enthusiasm, through your love, through your uh, understanding is the secret of this issue. How do you get people to do what you want what you want them to do? It's all a matter of enrollment. And that takes not pressure, not manipulation, not strategy, not all those, that's all downward spiral stuff in order to, you know, win the to get a better deal, to get a one-up on somebody, that's all in the downward spiral. But if you feel very passionate about something and you love it deeply and you want other people to join it, then the art of enrollment is, and of course with the lovely quotation which you pointed out about um, never doubt the capacity of the people you're leading to realize whatever you're dreaming. Imagine if Martin Luther King had said, I have a dream. Of course, I'm not sure they'll be up to it. <laughs> that immediately takes away the effect of it. So these are difficult, difficult ideas in a way, although it's also quite simple. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have seized hold of at least one tool, idea, or mindset that will help you start raising your own level of influence. Now, for those of you who want to take the next step in your journey or would just love a roadmap to becoming the most influential voice, idea, or brand in your space, then I have good news. You can now download the latest updated version of my ebook, The Influencer Code, from my website, juliemasters.com. Also, there's a link in the show notes. Just pop in your email address, and I promise I will not spam you, but it is jam-packed full of ideas, tools, and case studies that I have come across in my now 20-plus years of doing this work, not to mention the seven areas and seven core questions that I have found to be hands down the most valuable when it comes to immediately lifting your ability to make an impact. Download it, keep it, share it, juice it for all it is worth. I hope it makes a massive difference in both your career and your business. Thank you always to my co-founder and the main brain behind this podcast, Lauren Kelly. You kick my butt in all the right ways. Thank you for making it happen. And if you did enjoy the show, then we would love you to share this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever your platform of choice happens to be. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode.